Welcome to the Fem Powered Podcast. I'm Julieta Durante, menstrual cycle nutritionist and hormone whisperer. And I'm Nat Martin, menstrual cycle coach with a passion for all things premenstrual and periods. This is a podcast to help you navigate the world using the menstrual cycle as your compass and guide. We'll be chatting to industry leaders and women who inspire us on everything from money to sexuality, business to hormone health. Honestly, the list is endless because the menstrual cycle shows up literally everywhere. But let's be honest, we live in a world that wasn't built for and doesn't value the menstrual cycle. We are here to change that. We're here to help you learn new things about your cycle and inspire you to bring them into your life so that you can show up in a way that honors your natural rhythms and enhances your inner power. It's time to stop feeling guilty about being inconsistent and struggling with your cycle. So if you're ready to unpack its gifts, let's dive in. Hello, my love, and welcome to this solo episode with me, Nat. I'm so excited for this because I'm going to be sharing with you today the magic that is menstrual cycle awareness. And now I can speak for Julietta here as well in saying that it's, it's pretty hard to over, overstate how profound and life-changing and life-enriching and all those other good things the practice of menstrual cycle awareness has been. This is one of those things when you first hear it, the penny drops and you can start to look at yourself and relate to yourself in such a different way. And the possibilities are so endless with it. So I am really excited to be sharing this with you because trust me when I say that this has the potential to change your life. And I don't say that lightly. So unless you're in a situation where you are maybe driving or um, on the school run or cooking or washing up, if you can grab a note and, uh, notepad and pen, because there may well be nuggets here that really land with you um, that you want to sit with or go off and investigate afterwards. And of course, um, you can always feel free to reach out to me or Julietta you know, we've got so much information about all this, but I find that even though I speak about menstrual cycle awareness all the time, and and I've I myself have done quite a few podcasts on the topic, there's always something new that comes through because our cycles, there's always something new to discover in them. No matter how well we think we know our cycle, there's always a little surprise <laughs> in there. It's a little bit like peeling back the layers of an onion. Um, so even if you, you're, you know, you know, your menstrual cycle pretty well, and you know about menstrual cycle awareness, there may well be something, or I would wager a bet that there probably will be something in today's episode that kind of captures you in a new way. So before we drop in, uh, to that, I'm going to do a little cycle check-in with you, and I'm going to invite you to do the same. And if you're brand new to this, don't worry, it will become clear. Um, we'll be cycled, we'll be doing our cycle check-ins for each episode. You'll get into the rhythm of it. So I am today on cycle day 10. Um, for those of you who are super brand new to this and, and don't track your cycle, that means I started my period 10 days ago. I'm 10 days into my cycle. And as you're going to learn about, we call this phase of the cycle in the spring. And so my cyclical experience today is that my body feels quite calm. My mind feels a little bit slow, a little bit gray. 
Um, earlier, we had a big thunderstorm roll through Ulm, where I live. I live in southern Germany. And it's, it's, it, you can feel that it's spring, but the weather was maybe more suited to autumn. And that's kind of how I'm feeling today. Um, I'm feeling very slow. I'm feeling very intentional. I'm feeling, but I'm still, I'm still feeling very good. Um, so that's where I am today. And I would invite you just to take a moment, if you can, maybe just put your hand on your heart or on your belly or anywhere that feels good and just take a breath. And if you know where you are in your cycle, then just affirm that to yourself. And if you don't, it's fine. You'll learn. And just take a moment to tune in. How do you feel today? How's your, how's your, your overall energy? So this is a super basic cycle check-in. Um, and this is the bedrock of menstrual cycle awareness. So menstrual cycle awareness, I mean, this is a, a, an age old thing, having a menstrual cycle, right? It's as old as humanity, older, actually, when you would look at the animal kingdom, mammals, certainly anyway. And you could definitely say that in some parts of the world, in some cultures, there has been wisdom around the menstrual cycle. The menstrual cycle has been revered and still is in some communities because of the recognition of the fact that there's a lot of wisdom that comes with having a menstrual cycle. There's a, it's, it's a different way of living your life as opposed to someone who doesn't have a cycle. So this knowledge has been around for a very, 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 very long time. Um, despite all the things that have happened throughout history, the kind of lack of, of, um, of interest maybe from the medical world around the menstrual cycle. This information has still been there and it's been handed down through the generations, thankfully. But menstrual cycle awareness, as, as I talk about it, as Juliette talks about it, as most of the people talk about it who you may come across on, on social media and so on, this form of menstrual cycle awareness is pretty recent and the framework that I'm going to share with you today of the inner seasons is something that um, was coined by the founders of Red School, Alexandra Pope and Shani Hugo Wurlitzer. Um, and I love sharing this framework because it just helps to understand what the bloody hell is happening <laughs> in your cycle and, and also on any given day, right? So menstrual cycle awareness really at its most basic, at its most foundational, is about understanding what your lived experience of your cycle is. And so that little check-in that we just did, it was what, maybe 10 seconds, 20 seconds? But that's a way for you to check in and see, okay, how do I feel today? What's happening for me? By doing this, you start to build a relationship with your cycle you become aware of it um, and the word awareness is so important because I don't know about you but I was not aware of the fact that I had a menstrual cycle at all for years um, I knew that I had a period but I didn't know anything about the menstrual cycle 
I was 33 when I found out what the menstrual cycle actually was, that there were these, I mean, I'm sure we did learn about it at school, but I really can't remember, um, that there is this whole universe happening this with its own flows and its own ebbs and its own patterns. And that there's such a thing happening as ovulation and it's not just about having a period. And this awareness changed everything. <laughs> it really did get like goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it so at its most basic 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 menstrual cycle awareness is exactly that it's about being aware of the fact that you have a menstrual cycle and bringing awareness to it and the way that we tend to do that is by tracking the cycle there's loads of different ways that you can track um, but the most simplest way is just to know which phase or which day or you know where you are in your cycle and then seeing what your lived experience of that that particular day is and then kind of having a little bit of an overview of how you're doing as you move through the cycle and when you track your cycle um, month after month cycle after cycle you probably will start to recognize well not probably you will start to, to recognize that there are certain patterns there are certain times in the cycle where you tend to feel a certain way and then you can start to work with that and the reason why this is so huge is because you, you realize that actually you're a cyclical being which means that we're not linear so we don't wake up and feel the same way every single day I don't think any human does whether you had a cycle or not but for people with a menstrual cycle you really you really realize that you are a cyclical person so not only is it that you don't wake up feeling the same way every day, but there is a cycle, um, you know, so it means that usually you, you experience something, you come around to something else, you come around to something else, and then you come back to that very first thing. And then it, it's kind of like a wheel that keeps on turning. So realizing that you are cyclical has implications for everything, um, which is why um, we called this podcast Fem Powered, because it's not just about the cycle, right? You know, your, your menstrual cycle, you change as you go through it and um, the way that you experience your life becomes cyclical. So menstrual cycle awareness, it's something that sounds so small and simple and it is simple fundamentally, but it, it can just be huge. So welcome. If you've not been down this rabbit hole yet, <laughs> prepare to tumble in the best possible way. Okay, so um, menstrual cycle awareness. It's the practice of being aware of your cycle, bringing awareness to your cycle and understanding and, and tuning into your lived experience of it. And as I mentioned, there are the many different frameworks that you can use to relate to the cycle. Probably one of the most commonly known away from actual menstrual cycle biology and lived experience is the moon. Um, you know, the full moon, the new moon, um, this is a, a cycle too, this is a framework. Today, I'm going to share with you the inner seasons. So the inner seasons, um, this was a term coined by the founders of Red School. And it's really beautiful, because it's a very, very easy, simple way to start relating to what's happening in your cycle. And the beauty of it is that it can be hard sometimes to explain to the people around us who don't have cycles, um, our partners, our children, um, the people we live with, the people we work with, what is actually happening for us. And 
frameworks and specifically the inner seasons because it's a universal thing it makes it easy for people to under or makes it easier (laughs) for people to understand kind of what's what's happening with you and so we are going to go through each season and what the lived experience might be so before I do that it's just really important to emphasize that you might not agree with any of this (laughs) which is what makes this work so amazing and complex and beautiful and enriching because although the menstrual cycle is the same the nuts and bolts of it is the same the way that we experience it differs from person to person so anytime you ever hear me or Julieta or one of our guests or anybody speaking about the menstrual cycle just have in the back of your mind that your lived experience of it holds more weight right? It's this this big red rule, which is another um, term coined by Red School. It's this big red rule, because how I experience my menstrual cycle will be different to you. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So if you hear things that I'm saying, and you're thinking, gosh, she's so wrong. (laughs) That's absolute rubbish. Um, That's okay. It's, It's how I experience it. It's kind of what the stereotypical experience is, and yours may be different. And that's a beautiful thing. Likewise, um, when I'm talking about the length of the cycle, I'm giving it the 28-day length in full recognition that that is not how everybody experiences a cycle. Some people have a shorter cycle. I'm one of them. Some have a longer cycle. Um, again, it's we just need to have a kind of basic, stereotypical example that you can relate to. So remember that big red rule as we move through. Okay. So menstrual cycle awareness and the inner seasons. So we'll start with inner winter. Inner winter is the time in your cycle where you bleed. So that would be your period. When you think about winter, obviously this is going to depend where in the world you are, but generally speaking, for those of us in the Northern hemisphere and therefore the winters that you probably see in in television and movies and things like that, What comes to mind when you think about winter? The weather, it's cold or colder. Um, There's maybe snow, there's no leaves on the trees. It's all looking a bit barren, a a bit dead. And this is how it can feel for people while they're having their period, right? Um, When you're having your period, your hormones are low we tend to feel a little bit withdrawn or a lot withdrawn if there are heavy symptoms happening then there can be this kind of need to really um really kind of hibernate and really distance yourself socially um detach from work mentally and just kind of it can feel a bit like a a cocoon or entering a cave. I like to call it a period cave. For me, when I have in mind winter, I often think about snow. And, you know, when that that first snowfall drops, the world feels so quiet. And another word that I used before was that the world could feel quite dead. However, it's important to remember that that's not the case. You know, there might not be leaves on the trees anymore. Um, but the tree itself isn't dead, it's sleeping. 
you know, thinking about little animals that hide or big animals as well that hibernate. They, you know, if you were to, to walk past a hibernating bear, I'm pretty sure they hibernate, don't they? Um, it might look like it's dead on first glance because it's in such a deep sleep, but it's not. It's very much alive and it's storing, it's stored all this energy so that it doesn't die over those leaner months of winter where access to food isn't as abundant as it was in the warmer months. And this is exactly how it is with the period when we are starting to live a more cyclical way of life a more menstrual cycle aware way of life most of us will be able to very much tune into that need to rest and regenerate to have a little bit more time to ourselves to be less outward facing in the world Obviously, for those of us with jobs and children and, and commitments, it's not possible to literally go off into a cave always. But generally, there is this kind of detachment from the world. And this is when you really think about what winter is, it's, it's, it's about stripping back. It's about, it's not really about excess when we're not talking about Christmas and, and Thanksgiving and all of that kind of thing. But winter, as it is in nature, it's not about excess. It's about kind of coming back in towards yourself. So the season of winter is something that is, it has such a great parallel when you apply it to the bleed phase. Now, for some people, I am one of them, I have to admit, it can be quite challenging sometimes to feel that because I'm someone who tends to actually feel quite good on my bleed. Um, I don't luckily experience heavy pain or extra heavy bleeding. I do suffer with menstrual migraines, but I can get those under control. So it can be difficult if your inside feels vibrant and alive. You know, um, you might feel like, no, I don't need to slow down. I can do everything that I normally do when I have my period. I, I don't experience that at all. However, bringing it back to this menstrual cycle awareness understanding that this is a point in time in your cycle where your body is releasing physically it's releasing the lining of your uterus blood all of that and it can it's also a time of releasing mentally and emotionally so if you're someone who tends to feel really um emotional and you know you need to cry a lot while you're bleeding it's because you're 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 purging right you're releasing and we need to do this. We need to do this regularly, just like we need to take the bins out, just like we need to clean the dishwasher. Um, you know, we have to get rid of the old to make space for the new and energetically to not carry things with us all the time. So when you become aware of that, you become aware of the fact that your, your period has a very good function, which is allowing your body downtime, allowing your mind downtime and quiet time so that you can regenerate for the rest of your cycle, then at least in my case, it became a little bit of a trigger point for me to actually kind of go beyond the surface of, yes, I have energy and yes, I can go to work and yes, I can do this and yes, I can socialize and yes, I can do that. But actually, if I go a little bit deeper underneath that layer, what what do I feel like? And I, I do feel like resting. I do feel like introverted. I do feel like stripping back, not doing things that are unnecessary. 
I do kind of feel a bit like shedding my leaves and just letting myself be bare. So this is, um, this is why we call this inner winter. And your inner winter might only last a few days. It might literally only last the time that you're bleeding. You might feel yourself going into winter even before you bleed. Again, it's gonna be different for everyone. But generally when we're talking about inner winter um, and when we use the words inner winter on this podcast, usually we're talking about the, the phase of bleeding. Okay, so after winter, there comes spring, which as this is being recorded, we are in spring right now. It's the middle of May. Yep, 16th of May. And it's absolutely glorious. Well, not today. <laughs> the last few days have been absolutely glorious. It's that, that special vibrant green everywhere. The leaves are now full. Um, the grass is that, you know, it's, it's fresh. It's come back. Um, there are flowers blooming everywhere. There's been this beautiful warmth in the air and there's just this appreciation that winter is over. <laughs> because even if you do feel good on your period and even if you do really value and enjoy your bleed like I do, there's still this like, oh, spring. <laughs> it's full of hope. It's full of, it's fresh start energy. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of feeling like anything is possible you've got this whole period of spring and then summer and it, and it can be a very beautiful place to be. So when we're talking about that in terms of the menstrual cycle, this is your pre-ovulatory phase. Um, you'll also see that called the follicular phase in certain literature and, and things like that. And essentially this is just the phase pre-ovulation, it's before you ovulate. <laughs> um, and the parallels between outer spring and inner spring as far as I can see and as I experience it it is that upsurge in energy right so we've finished bleeding estrogen is on the rise and there's this feeling of stepping out of your period cave or out of your cocoon you might feel like oh gosh I need to move my body a little bit like you know maybe I want to do some stretching or some yoga or if you're into running you might want to you know, you might have that kind of like inner sunshine building, that inner warmth of wanting to get out and move. The tolerance for people comes back. You know, we want to meet up with friends for coffee. We, we have more time for our partner. We, we have more energy as well. And that kind of feel good vibe that estrogen brings can really lift us up and kind of be like this, um, you know, like picture this, this, this little flower that's just starting to bloom right it's it's got the warmth and it's got the energy to start like unfurling its petals a little bit and it's this this fresh vibrant anything is possible time because you know whether you experience heavy period symptoms or not in a winter it's dark right the, the dark winter is it's a dark season there's not that much sunlight and when we move into spring we start to have more hours of sunshine and it's this kind of the idea of light conquering the dark. This is something that since I moved to Germany, I've, I've really appreciated the, the transitions between the seasons, especially the winter to spring because the winters are so cold <laughs> here. And, and so it's just, a, it's a very cold winter. So when you do feel those first few flushes of spring, oh my goodness, it's amazing. 
So it, there can be this hopeful, zingy, I'm feeling good and I want to like clear my room, wash my bed sheets, you know, just kind of like step into this new cycle. So although your new cycle starts with your period, for me, this kind of like stepping into the cycle happens as we move into inner spring. Now, it's important to note that for some people, um, inner spring can be a really tricky time um, for many reasons. A lot of people tend to feel anxious and a bit overwhelmed with inner spring. And I always liken it to having too much coffee. So this rise in estrogen for me sometimes can feel like I've just had one too many cups of coffee and I've got this energy that feels really kind of frazzled and I don't really know how to direct it. And there are like ways that you can deal with this. We've got so much content for you. It's amazing. But just to say that if you feel that in the days after you have your, your periods finished, that you actually feel really anxious and, and unclear and frazzled um, and overwhelmed, you're not alone. You know, spring, as beautiful as it is, it is, it's a crossover season. It's a transitionary season. Um, it's still really vulnerable, right? So exactly like today, like I mentioned, the weather has been a lot more like autumn. We had this thunderstorm. Um, you know, if you're someone who's into gardening or you've ever tried to grow tomatoes, if you put plants out too early in spring, you can actually kill them because it can still drop to freezing overnight, right? So it is this very beautiful, fresh, vibrant energy, but it's still, it's, it's still really tender and it's still really vulnerable. Um, so if you do have that kind of like vulnerability as you move through, then um, that's why. But generally speaking, inner spring is when we start to feel that outward um, energy return. And then we move into our inner summer, which is my favorite season in the year. It's not necessarily my favorite season in the, in the cycle, but it's absolutely my favorite season in the year. What does summer bring for you? When you think about summer, what are the things that pop into your head? And it doesn't matter if they seem stupid, right? So they might not seem relevant to the menstrual cycle at all. I think about holiday. Um, I think about long days. I think about lots of really beautiful, ripe, sweet food. Those are some things that pop into my mind when I think about summer. And summer, in terms of the season, it is this kind of um, everything is, is at its fullest, right? The trees are full. Fruit is ripe. The, when you think about the longest day of the year, this is the, you know, the, it's not possible to have a longer day than this, right? It's at its absolute max. There's this feeling of, of, of ease, which I think comes down to sunshine, probably. <laughs> um, but there is this feeling of ease and, and endlessness. So, you know, you've got these, these days that sun, the sun can come up at five in the morning and then go down at 10 at night. And, you know, like just thinking about that, what you can do with those hours of, of sunlight, it's, it's, it's expansive. For me, when I think about summer, it feels like an expanding energy. It's like, you know, the sun hits your face and it's this kind of, <sighs> whereas winter can feel really contracted. It's cold. We want to protect ourselves a bit. 
And summer is the opposite of that. It's like being out there, being in full bloom. Think about bees and wasps and all of, you know, the pollen that's being like taken from one place to another. It's full of sexual energy as well. Um, because, you know, it is about like procreation. It's, it's fertile time. And in terms of your cycle, this is the ovulation, ovulation, ovulatory phase. So this is the most fertile time, well, it's the fertile time in your cycle when you ovulate. Um, so there is this, this element of fertility. It's because of this and because of the fact that estrogen is so high and that's what triggers um, ovulation to happen. And the fact that, you know, this is happening so that your egg can be fertilized, whether or not you want to have children is irrelevant. Um, your ovulation is happening in the hopes of this egg being fertilized. So that can actually have you feeling a lot more sexually aware. Most people find that this is a time when their libido spikes, where the most, they most want to have sex, they most have more, they have the most sexual thoughts, they feel their body more. This is the reason why. This is a time mentally for a lot of people where there is a lot of expansion. There is a lot of possibility. There is a lot of tolerance as well. So, you know, this is a time when energy is at the highest point for most people. I'm not technically one of them, but um, this is a time where energy, you can have more energy, you can have more strength. You can, you've just got the capacity for more. You're more able to do those things on your to-do list, to see your friends, to go grocery shopping, to clean your house, to host your in-laws for the weekend. It's a time when we can really kind of have that superwoman energy. For that reason, it's the favorite season of many, many, many people because there is this kind of feeling of, I can just do everything. I feel so good. I have so much to give, right? And it's also, I would say, culturally, it's probably the season um, in terms of um, psyche, inner season, mental ability, and, and how, we, how we express ourselves. It's probably the time in the cycle where we feel most accepted by our culture. Um, it's this doing energy, right? So it's being able to, to do and be all things. Um, and this is something that it's a place where a lot of women feel at home because it's, it's just easy. It's, and it's also fulfilling the expectations of what other people expect from them. So summer can be a really beautiful place to be. However, you might through your own menstrual cycle awareness practice, realize like I did, that actually summer can feel really exhausting. There can be a feeling of burnout happening and a feeling of just sluggishness and, and actually not having any energy. So for me, my ovulations used to be really challenging. I used to feel a lot of fatigue. I would feel a little bit like I was having a period actually without actually bleeding. And, if, and it makes sense because, you know, there's a flip side to all of the seasons, right? When you think about summer, when it's really hot, when things are, are out of balance, you know, we're talking about forest fires, literal burning 
for some people who don't deal very well with heat, there can just be a feeling of physical exhaustion. Like the air is just so, it's just so hot and it's just so heavy. And so getting your, getting the energy to get up and do things can feel really exhausting. It's a difference between, you know, being able to maybe doze um, in a hammock on the beach where the sun is really lovely and warm and, and you can, and you can really be in that energy as opposed to <laughs> when I think about being back in London in the height of summer, working all day and then getting on a sweaty tube and then just feeling like I wanna collapse in the sofa. Um, it's, they're, they're different things, right? It's a different energy. So for some people, sluggishness is a real thing and just exhaustion because of doing so much, right? And, 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 and having that, that, that impulse to do so much can lead to very real feelings of burnout and exhaustion. And again, I like to use that coffee analogy or perhaps the analogy of eating too much, indulging too much in all of that beautiful, sweet, ripe <laughs> fruit. Um, <laughs> there can be this kind of, um, this overfulness, which can lead to a feeling of heaviness. Um, and for some, that anxiety can again feel like having too much coffee um, because there's a lot happening in your body hormonally. So in a summer, as beautiful as it can be, and you know, you, you may well hear lots of people talking about how amazing their inner summer is and how they feel so good when they ovulate and, and all the rest of it, it's, it's really, I would say, also normal to have that opposite experience of feeling exhausted. And it's normal as in, um, or I would say it's maybe common. I can definitely say that I've worked on my cycle enough that I can and mostly do now experience that beautiful inner richness of summer. This is how, you know, when you start to really practice menstrual cycle awareness, being aware of where you are in your cycle and then actually aligning yourself and taking care of yourself and doing things in a more cyclical way. This is how we start to, I don't want to use the word fix, but we start to address these imbalances of the cycle. And so for me, living a more menstrual cycle aware life meant, means that I've addressed this imbalance and I can actually now experience my inner summer for how it's quote unquote supposed to be, for lack of a better word. Um, but it will always be a, um, a weak spot for me when I'm not looking after myself. This is the phase in the cycle where I will experience and revert to that like burnout and fatigue. So if this is you, you're not alone. Um, I know Julieta also struggles with her ovulation sometimes as well. It's, I would say it's more common um, than people think. And then we move to inner autumn, which is actually my favorite season in the cycle, <laughs> not necessarily in real life. So inner autumn is, uh, and autumn generally comes after summer. And I love autumn because it's, it can be so complex, right? We have this, um, on one hand, we have the cooling down after summer, which for some people will just feel like, oh, thank goodness, it was so hot. I was sweating all the time. And now that, you know, the, the days are getting cooler, I can breathe, <laughs> I've got more energy. So autumn, the weather starts to turn. You can still have these gorgeous warm days, but you feel in the air that, that summer, summer is it's done, right? And for me, I always like to think about that, you know, you might have this really beautifully sunny day, but then you've got this 
sharp wind that just comes from nowhere and kind of like, oh, gets the back of your neck, like, oh, you know, it's time to put a scarf on. And autumn can be a very changeable time of year. It's a bit a lot like spring. It's a, it's a transitionary place to be. So you can have those beautiful hot days in autumn where you're, you know, you can walk around in a t-shirt and then the next day it's absolutely pouring down with rain or it's cold. Um, you know, there's frost on the ground in the mornings, that kind of thing. And when you look at nature, autumn is really about harvesting. Um, so again, coming back to those hibernating animals, this is when they'll start to, to, to harvest, to squirrel away their nuts and, um, and everything else so that they can have the energy to sustain themselves over winter. Um, leaves will start to crisp and fall. And it's a kind of, it's a kind of decaying, dying energy, which as we're going to talk about in a minute, might not be your experience of how you feel inside. But when you look out at nature, it, it's this slowing down. It's like the full bloom is done. Now it's time to start to get quieter and quieter and drop the unnecessary, drop the leaves, drop the temperature um, so that we can then enter the cold months of winter. And so when we look at in autumn, or sorry, outer autumn, we liken that to the premenstrual phase, the premenstruum. And this is my favorite phase in the cycle because it's such a complex place. And it's a, it's a place of real transformation. So again, it's, a like, it's like spring, whereas spring it's transforming from the dead to the alive, the things are blooming, they're waking up. Autumn, it's that opposite. It's the reduction. Um, it's the kind of drilling down into what's essential, getting rid of the unnecessary. And because of the changeability, this is where we experience PMS or where we can experience PMS, should I say. This is a time when we can feel a bit more bitey, a bit more cold. Think about that cold wind on the back of the neck. It's, you know, summer, you've got tolerance. You can go out with pretty much no clothes on. Um, but winter, well, not quite so. It's like it starts to get a bit choppy, <laughs> right? A bit rough. And so inner autumn can feel like this place where we just, we start to contract. Um, we don't necessarily have the tolerance that we had in inner summer. You know, this is a time where most of us would never dream about hosting our in-laws on the same weekend as you know, having a children's party for your little ones and then cleaning your house from top to bottom and then, and then, and then, and then, because it's just too much. It's, we've got less tolerance for things than we did before in the inner summer, which can be very challenging for people because it can be such an abrupt switch for some people. There can be that feeling of literally yesterday I felt on top of the world and today I feel absolutely rock bottom awful. Again, think about those, those very contrasting autumn days where it can be very warm one day and extremely cold the next. And in autumn, the premenstrual phase, really what we're doing here is preparing the body, preparing the body for two events, preparing the body for the event of pregnancy, if that egg has just been fertilized in your ovulatory phase. And if not, it's also preparing your body for your bleed. So our psyches are also preparing ourselves. And one of the, the beautiful things about the premenstrual phase is, I think, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm sure that a lot of you will probably disagree, but 
give me time, I'm gonna get you there. It's the longest phase of the cycle for some people. So winter, it's that bleed phase, you know, on average, it's like five, between five and seven days, maybe. In a spring, again, on average, five, six, seven days, unless you have um, a very long cycle, in which, in which case your inner spring will be very long. Ovulation, ovulatory phase, also quite small. But because of the way the menstrual cycle works, once you've ovulated, if you don't, if you're not pregnant, if you don't, if you didn't get pregnant, your, your period will come within a finite space of time. And this is the luteal phase. So your luteal phase can last anywhere between 10 to up to 18 days. Any more than 18 days usually indicates pregnancy. Um, and it's important to say that for you, you wouldn't have a 10 day luteal phase one day and an 18 day the next. Um, most people have about 14 days. So it's a pretty long time, right? The premenstrual phase. It's like, you know, anywhere up to two weeks in comparison to um, <laughs> the other phases where it can feel shorter. And for some people, this will feel really excruciating because there's just so much changeability and, and life can just feel really bleak. It's that autumnal looking out the window. Oh God, summer's over, winter's coming. Like, I don't want this. I'm missing the sunshine. But for some people, and I'm one of them, now that ovulation's done, that kind of busy hormonal stuff is over and done with, and there can be a real feeling of clarity. So you're, you might also experience in your premenstrual phase that you want to get clear on things. And that might be that you have that energy of, I need to like declutter my wardrobe or I want to sort through my cupboards or I want to give away, um, you know, this stuff that I'm not using or more likely uh, you're going to hear the voice of your inner critic that's trying to get you to declutter and arrange or rearrange your life. And for those of us who feel at home in this part of the cycle, um, actually having two weeks to kind of organize and sort out your life can feel really quite empowering. So again, it's really important to remember that big red rule that what I say applies to me and what you experience applies to you. And this is the magic of menstrual cycle awareness because without this, we would feel, imagine you didn't know. So now you've got this language, right? You know that you can apply these seasons to your cycle to explain and give language um, to the things that you're experiencing. But imagine if you didn't know that or think back to a time when you didn't know that, right? You would be, you could be forgiven for thinking that you're just absolutely losing yourself because you're, you're fluctuating from feeling dead inside and desolate to then suddenly having you know more energy and wanting to do things and then suddenly being the superwoman who can look after everyone and and you know just so in love with life to then being this kind of aggy angry critical mess right that's a lot that's four very distinct flavors to go through in a month and within those there's you know obviously the rich tapestries of their own within each site within each season and so without having this awareness of your menstrual cycle and how you experience it as you move through it um you can feel really lost you can feel you know like everyone else has their shit together apart from you 
And that is just not the case. <laughs> um, you know, if you're looking at someone and they seem really together, it's probably just because they have a system that works for them. And menstrual cycle awareness can, can be, and, you know, with everybody who I've shared it with, is a system that works for you. And the reason why it works so well is because it's your system. It's your menstrual cycle. So when you start tracking and when you start recognizing, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And then there's been a few days of feeling roughly like this. And then, you know, next cycle, ah, okay. Similar feelings around about that same time in the cycle, you start to build your own world and you can then start to, to arrange things to fit in with that, right? So menstrual cycle awareness, it's such a simple thing, being aware of your cycle, bringing awareness to your cycle, um, but it can have huge profound changes and, um, and implications. So for those of you, I should have said this at the beginning, perhaps, but for those of you who um, are not currently experiencing a menstrual cycle right now, and there are many reasons why, you might be pregnant, you might be breastfeeding, you might have an illness, you might be on medications that interfere with your cycle, you might be on hormonal contraception, you might be um, in perimenopause, you might have already been through menopause. There's lots of reasons why we might not be cycling in at any given time. You can still practice this. This is the beauty of this work. If you have a womb or have had a womb, that imprint will be there. The energetic imprint will be there. So in that case, you would align yourself to the moon is what we usually um, would align ourselves to. New moon being the start of your cycle, i.e. the start of your inner winter or period. Um, and then, you know, use the, the four seasons um, to go through those, those 28 days of the lunar cycle, seven days in each phase for, for you. And if you're somebody who uses hormonal contraception where you have that withdrawal week, um, withdrawal bleed, you stop taking your pill for seven days, then you can use that as your inner winter, the time that you're bleeding. And it's interesting for, to see how some people who don't experience a quote unquote natural cycles can still experience these inner seasons. Um, so please don't feel excluded if you are not currently cycling because you can still experience this and still use this rhythm as a way to start living in a more cyclical way. Because when you know that your inner summer is a time where you can get all the stuff done, or you can get lots of things done, or you've got more tolerance for a certain person in your life, then you can start to arrange yourself around that, which is pretty awesome, I think. So there you have it, the magic of menstrual cycle awareness, just such an amazing, amazing tool and practice. And I really want to take this moment to give thanks to the people who've held on to this wisdom throughout the ages, and the people who are sharing this wisdom, and for you, for listening and, and, and being curious and wanting to live a more menstrual cycle aware life, because it's, it's, it's an absolute game changer, trust me. So I hope that you found that useful. I hope you've got loads of notes. And yeah, enjoy the ride that is the menstrual cycle. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing you here next time.
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us spread the menstrual cycle love by rating and leaving us a review and sharing this with anyone who you think needs to hear it.